Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans' upcoming matchup this Sunday against the 5-3 and three New Orleans Saints. This isn't a matchup we get very often, but the Saints... They did have their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, go down not too long ago. It's one of those things to where they, like the Titans, are having to rely on their defense. So Denard and I will discuss how the Titans can hopefully penetrate that defense and then also see the dominance on Tennessee's defense continue. But we'll break it all down. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And right now, D, they got some interesting bets. The upcoming fight between Deron Williams and Frank Gore. You ready for this fight? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) Right now, Deron Williams, minus 250 favorite on bet online. Frank Gore, plus 200. I have no idea what to expect out of this. I mean, Williams is six foot three, owns an MMA gym. Frank Gore, 38 years old, five foot nine, but. Apparently, he's been training in, in boxing as of late, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But you can go to Bet Online and check it out. Get in on the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Denard, speaking of the game and starting, I know Titans fans are excited for them to be back in Nissan Stadium, to be coming off of two really big road wins in a row, and now they sit atop the AFC and they are welcoming the New Orleans Saints, who are also, like the Titans, trying to find a new identity, seeing as their quarterback situation has not been ideal from Jameis Winston suffering that knee injury. When you first look at this Saints team, Denard, what stands out to you? Davey, it's it's hard, but 
uh, because of they've been hit with that injury bug. But, you know, it starts with your man, the former UT Volt great, Alvin Kamara. He is the face of this franchise. And as he goes, so does, so does this organization. What Derek means to the Titans is what Alvin Kamara means to the Saints. Everything. And he's an explosive. He's a dynamic player. If you look at their offenses, everything is generated through him. Look at the yardage, 530 yards rushing, leading rusher. Also, the leading receiver on this team, uh, 310 yards receiving and three touchdowns. But he's a little banged up. And they went out and traded for the old savvy vet, Mark Ingram. He's back in New Orleans. I'm glad to see that. So, Davey, right now, we know Jameis was hurt, unfortunately, uh, in the Tampa Bay game towards ACL. So now we don't know who's going to play quarterback Sunday. Is it going to be Taysom Hill, a.k.a. Cordell Stewart of the future, or is it going to be the old savvy vet Trevor Simeon? So we only we don't know what's going to happen Sunday. Yeah, I was able, seeing as the Titans played Sunday night this past week in my area, they had the Falcons-Saints game on, and I was able to do I was able to watch that game and kind of get a feel. And Trevor Simeon, I mean, the Falcons led for majority of that game. Saints made a late comeback in the fourth, took the lead. Falcons ultimately ended up prevailing in that one. But yeah, they really did struggle with Simeon and Taysom Hill, not 100% healthy. So you're going to, in my opinion, get a good mix of the both of them. I wish they would just stick with Trevor Simeon. I feel like if Simeon was just the one out there, the Titans would have a better shot. But Sean Payton knows how to scheme up some offense. So I think he's going to be ready. He understands that this Titans, their defensive front's able to get to the quarterback. So having a guy like Taysom Hill that's able to move a lot better in the pocket and then just escape a lot of these pressures, I think he's thinking I might have to utilize him more often. Of course, you started this thing off talking about Alvin Kamara. And as we know with Alvin, he's very shifty, makes a lot of guys miss, and they're going to be looking to get him the ball. I really am hoping that we continue to see the performances that we have from Titans defense the last couple of weeks because they've been playing at a pace unlike anyone else in the NFL on that side of the ball. And you talk about having someone step up and fill the role of Derrick Henry. Well, we're not exactly getting that yet on the offensive side, but the defense is picking up the slack to where the offense is able to not have to be as productive as we have seen the offense when Derrick Henry is firing on all cylinders, just running people down, giving them the stiff arm. Denard, when you look at the Titans having won four in a row, filling themselves a little bit, are you thinking this might be a bit of a letdown game? Well, it better not. And we always talk, we talked about that last week. You, you have to look at it like this, Debo, is the most important game. And I'm always telling you that I've, I've always said, Debo, what's the most important game of the season? Well, you'll always say it's the next one. The next game. That's the way I was taught. And it was instilled in me as a player because if you overlook an opponent, you can't overlook this team. They're five and three. They could easily be six and two. You talk about the play last week. They lost a game at the really the last minute in the fourth quarter when Cordell Patterson caught that bomb. I don't know what the corner was thinking. And they could easily be coming into Nashville six and two. But D, when I look at this team, there's so many holes. I mean, this is a, a team that's really hard to define. You know, what is their DNA? Since uh, Drew Brees retired, it's kind of like, okay, what's next? We always knew that this was his football team. And they're trying to replace Drew Brees with, well, they tried with Jameis Winston, 
But he just, you know, Jameson is Jameson, but he got hurt. He was playing well, unfortunately. But Trevor Simeon is a journeyman. And we saw last week he looked good. But the problem with Trevor, you don't know which Trevor you're going to get week in and week out. So, again, will we get the Trevor Simeon in Denver in 2016 where he threw for over nearly 3,500 yards? Or will we get the Trevor, Trevor Simeon that played in 2017 that would had, what, nearly what, 20 interceptions? So, again, Tom will only tell. With this game coming up, both teams are, at least in my opinion, of the mindset we're going to rely on our defenses to win the battle. So if you're you're the Titans, it's one of those things. We've had a couple of costly turnovers as of late. Ryan, I mean, any turnover is costly, but Ryan has been making some passes where it's just like, man, you have to cut that out, especially without the, the run threat being what we're used to it being. The Saints currently have 13 takeaways on the year, seven gives, giveaways. So they've been pretty good in that department, sporting a plus seven differential. Titans, not so much. We do have 13 takeaways, 12 giveaways, so only plus one in that department. But as of late, the Titans have been better than what we saw early on. Seeing as the Saints are a team that is built on that defense right now, they're going to be trying to do, obviously, what happened last week where the Titans were able to cost some forcely turnovers and get an early lead and then kind of milk the clock from there. What is this Titans offense going to have to do to be able to be one efficient and actually put up some points and put together some decent drives? First of all, Debo, they're going to have to be patient in the running game. I uh, just got off of a show about 30 minutes ago, and you don't have Derrick Henry anymore. But if you can get more production out of that three-headed monster of Adrian, Jeremy, and Deontay and, and give them some more uh, – just a little bit more, I think you will find balance. And when you find balance in that running game, then that's a good, that's a plus for Tennessee. But I think the key this week is going to be big Jeff Swain. If you look at this Saints defense, they struggle uh, covering the tight ends. We saw Cal Pitts last what, Sunday absolutely dismantle this, this defense. Uh, Quan Alexander, I like Quan. Demario Davis, Kadeem Ellis, Davey, I'm telling you something. When they tried to match up against the tight end, it's like a tight end, they get exposed. So I'm looking at Jeff Swain and Michael Pruitt having a big big say-so uh, in the outcome of this game Sunday. And then there was one player in particular we kept talking about this past year that we both liked was Paul Snadebo, the rookie out of Stanford. Now he's been inserted into the starting lineup. Now he's got two interceptions for the season, Davey, but he's been giving up a lot of explosive plays. He's getting get, He's been getting beat deep. And I feel like the perimeter game can be huge this week. I think if they can isolate A.J. on Paulson or Nick Westbrook-Akine, I think they have they will have some success on the perimeter game. So I think that's going to be huge this week, Debo, much like they did Sunday uh, going against your boy Dayton Dare, number 21 for L.A. Yeah, it's one of those things to where right now the Titans, you're having to see the receivers step up. Now, can they do it remains to be another thing. One thing we've not talked about, Denard, uh, this past week, Titans wide receiver Josh Reynolds was asked for his release, and that was granted. So obviously not a good acquisition. Never really was able to get on the field for the Titans. Had that one game against the Jets. That was pretty much it. Hopefully something that's not going to be, well, I, I say that. He's not even been active the last couple of games, so it'll be interesting to see what the Titans do there. They also released Breon Borders, and they designated Christian Fulton to return from the IR, hopefully getting some of these pieces back that could be helpful for the team 
moving forward because, as we know, guys like Chris Jackson, Denard, seventh rounder out of Marshall from a year ago, they've been stepping up. Chris Jones, the guy they kind of brought in off the streets, he's been having to fill in. And I know we've still been having some injuries, like with Greg Maven not able to go. So hopefully getting some of these pieces back in the secondary can help. And, I mean, we've still been seeing them play well. And Coach Vrabel was talking about, you know, we're getting to that point where we're able to rely on getting pressure just with only sending four. We might be able to start adjusting what we're doing in the secondary a little bit, given the amount of time that we're expecting to to have. And that could only lead to more confusion for the opposing offense. What What's something, when Vrabel made that statement, that they could do that you think would make this defense be even better than we've seen it the last couple of weeks? Well, I don't know that they're doing anything anymore. I mean, the way that they've been playing, I mean, and considering the fact that a uh, majority of these players like David Long Jr., Chris Jackson, these are players that were not starters at the beginning of the season. We, we, we're watching a young rookie uh, just elevate his play in Elijah Molden. You, uh, the only star, what you still got Kevin Byard and uh, Jack Rabbit. Uh, they've been playing well. But again, I mean, what else can you do? I, I just think you continue to continue to build on what you've been doing. Your DNA starts up front. We always talk about this, that you win and lose uh, in this league in the trenches. Just continue to elevate, rock this wave, continue to get better. And if this team will continue to do that and, and don't change, don't deviate from what you've been doing. Uh, they found the template. They found the blueprint for success, and that is it starts up front with our front four. So, I mean, what else can he do besides disguise coverages? And when you, I mean, they did that Sunday, play more plays. I don't know, D, but I do know this, is when when you rolling and playing well, like this team has been playing the last five weeks, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm staying with my game plan. And again, you got a Saints team that's coming in Sunday. We both, it's like hard to really, really pinpoint what is the strength, what is the weaknesses of this team with the Saints because for so long, we've been spoiled. It's always been a Drew Brees' team, and Drew Brees is not there, and now we're looking at two quarterbacks that we really don't know much about. We don't know anything about Taysom Hill. He's a great player. He's like Cordell Stewart. You remember Cordell? Oh, yeah. When he first came into the league? Yeah, slash, you know, receiver. That's the way Taysom was when he first came in. He was everything, special teams. Uh, God, David, he was the water boy. I mean, everything, the mascot. <laughs> like, what? is there anything that he doesn't do? So, again, and then, you know, Trevor, I mean, he's uh, he's a journeyman. He's been in this league a long time. You know, you know, he came up, won a Super Bowl with Denver in 2017, and Adam Gase brought him over to New York. Uh, didn't play well. He went to Minnesota. He had a brief stint here in, uh, in Nashville. It didn't pan out well. So again, we just don't know. But again, if I'm defensive coordinator Shane Bowen and I'm Mike Vrabel, the one thing you can do to hurt a team is start trying to do more and put more on the plate. Just stick with your game plan and they'll be okay. As far as this defense and trying to do some something new a little bit, the stat that I thought was interesting and just kind of talks about now, I know we only have one game without Derrick Henry, but the last three games, the Titans are tied for first in the NFL, averaging 2.7 takeaways a game. They're tied with two other teams. That would be Indianapolis and New England. So, again, this team has stepped up as of late. They're making plays, and it's plays that like really, really matter most at the time because when you're hot, you're hot, man, and they can keep riding it, 
The other thing I thought was interesting, Denard, is we've talked about this defense having to find a way to bend but don't break. And whenever you look at the last three games as well, whenever it comes to team red zone scoring percentage, and this is just touchdowns only, but the Titans over the last three weeks have the second best defense when it comes to stopping opponents once they get into the red zone. So can you make them settle for field goals? And if you can do that, I think that Ryan can at least put together a couple of drives. Now, a lot of this conversation has been on defense. Speaking of Ryan, you look at what he's having to work with and the fact that makeshift offensive line this past week, hopefully they get Nate Davis back. We've not seen the practice or the injury report yet. Taylor Lewan not able to go. Uh, a lot of people, there, there's some big concerns about Taylor and, and him moving forward just from a, you've not been able to get much production from him even when he's out there. And the fact that you really don't, I mean, haven't missed him. And whenever you're making that much money and you're not missing the guy that's out there or that's not out there, that could uh, could be something the team reevaluates come the offseason. But right now you still need some bodies on that offensive line, especially after Ty Sambrello retired. It's a line that Ryan has been able to, they've been able to protect Ryan, and that's kind of the key right now. Just can't afford to him take any hits. With Derrick Henry, there were times to where you could afford a holding penalty, and you know he was still going to be able to get you a good amount of yards. Next carry, they're able to survive those mistakes. The offense right now, I don't know if you're able to set yourself behind the chains from the get-go and be productive. How clean can you play? And I say that because Jerome Boger is going to be the official for this weekend. Uh, the officiating right now, Denard, that's been a really hot topic of conversation. I don't know if you were able to watch the end of Monday Night Football, but Cassius Marsh, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty or the, for taunting, which he really didn't deserve in my opinion. And it's something that they're putting an emphasis on, but we didn't get into it. But the A.J. Brown, Jalen Ramsey situation where we thought, all right, well, that's two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Should Jalen be gone? The NFL came out and said they announced the first penalty wrong. It wasn't a personal foul. It was just unnecessary roughness. Again, in the moment, you're thinking Jalen should be kicked out, but that didn't happen. Now they've come out and they've said, ah, it was. they, they made a mistake when they announced it. I, I thought in the moment that was more of a, hey, this is prime time. We don't want to kick out one of our best defensive players in the league type type stand, but it didn't really matter at the end of the day because the Titans were able to roll. But had had Jalen been able to make a big play late, I think a lot of people would be very upset, and this would be much more of a topic of conversation. But you have to continue to be disciplined. The NFL has said that they don't view an issue with their taunting penalty right now, which it's weird that they have a great product, but they continue to try to do things like this that aggravate people in hell. I'm, they, they could just be doing it to make us talk about it, for all I know. Yeah, it's a topic up for conversation. The situation the other night in the Bears game it was Marsh, the linebacker, when he made the sack, and he got up and did the little karate, what was it, the little karate move? Yeah! Little karate kick, like, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? When he was walking back, Shannon Sharp said it best, and I know we don't want to get uh, into this topic being a Titans podcast, but it looked like the referee actually initiated uh, the contact. <laughs> like it, it really did. I mean, and that's not his fault, but again, well, you know what? It did start with him because 
They've emphasized the rules. One of the things the NFL will do before the season is they will bring officials in in all of 32 clubs and they will show film and they will let you know what is going to be called and what's not. So guys know the rule. I don't like it because it's a game. It's, you know, you're supposed to go out there and have fun. But you know what, David? It's kind of like when they implemented the, uh, I like to call it the Miami rule. And they implemented it in the early 90s, the celebration rule. You remember like old school Miami and they played Texas in the Cotton Bowl? That's really where a lot of this was uh, uh, started. Uh, because Miami just went crazy, you know, dancing, nay-naying, running in the tunnel. And so they put an emphasis on that. And now they're trying to take that away. Coach Jerry DiNardo used to say this, and he says, I'm going to be very uh, open with you guys is, and I don't want to have an issue with you on this. Players' jobs is to play. Referees' jobs is to ref and coaches' jobs are to coach. And I don't want you to focus on one that you should have no concern with. So again, the Jalen situation the other night, Davey, I'm like you. I think it should have been a personal foul. But again, they didn't call it because they wanted to see a great matchup between AJ and Jalen. And Jalen won that one. So I'm hoping that we get a big bounce back game from AJ. I know that he was able to move the sticks a couple of times in that game, but still, you prime time, you got to come up. And we saw that happen in Seattle where he was dropping a couple. But fortunately, Julio came for you came through for you there, but it, it goes back to everyone has to raise their level of play without Derrick Henry, and hopefully having an extra week under their belt for Adrian and Deontay allows this rushing attack to be better than last week, because I mean, we didn't gain many yards when you really look at it, and fortunately you didn't have to, but it's the NFL, there are going to be games where your defense isn't able to cause turnovers where you pretty much get 14 points right there. Ryan's David, how be, many yards? I mean, how many yards did Derek have in the Buffalo game rushing? Buffalo game? Oh Was man, eighty yards rushing. No, he had over a hundred in that one. He had, he had over hundred. Yeah, he had he had that seventy-five yarder. However long. What it about was. the game against Kansas City? Kansas City, uh, he did not have over a hundred, but we didn't really need him because we held him to three points. Yeah, but again, how many? It was a set, I think it was eighty yards rushing in the Kansas City matchup. So you take away, go back Sunday night, out of those three backs, they was able to produce 74 yards and one touchdown. And, of course, that last touchdown by, by Adrian was, it was a monumental touchdown because he became the 12th player in NFL history to score 125 touchdowns. You know, I was doing a show earlier this morning, and what we talked about is strength in your numbers. So what you do is – as these two, when I talk about the two out of the three running backs that we have uh, in Adrian and Deontay, if they can just give you just a little bit more each week, then I think they will be hitting that mark of where they want to be as far as a rushing attack. So, again, that's the key. And I think that's been the theme throughout the course of this season is strength and numbers. And I think that's how this team has survived uh, since they've been decimated by injuries. I mean, this team has used 77 players this season, Debo. That's the second most in NFL history. So, again, great job. A resilient bunch of young men. But, again, I, I'm I'm anxious to see uh, this uh, running attack Sunday. I think they're going to play a lot better, especially when Adrian gets used to this offense or get more acclimated or adjusted. Derek had 143 yards against the Bills, Denard. That was one where I think, I mean, you kind of had that performance to win. You you barely won it. It took a, right. a late stop by your defense. Now, you could say the, the Colts game, he, he only had 68 yards rushing, but mm -hmm. I do think 
one of the bigger factors there for the Titans offense was him, even though he's playing hurt in this one, he's just out there and the defense is having to adjust for, okay, we know Derrick Henry's on the field. There's a chance he takes this. They're not going to play Peterson, Foreman, and McNichols that same way. So that's kind of what I was getting at for for those types of games that come down to the wire. Where fortunately for the Chiefs and the Rams, we didn't really have to worry about it because our off our offense was able to just methodically go throughout the game because the defense was playing so well. You didn't really have to worry about points. Now, some of those earlier games, like we talk about the close ones that were the Colts game, the first go around, the Seahawks game. You really needed the production you got out of Derek in those, and so can they continue to find it where where it'll add up. And I mean, first time we played the Colts, can't forget that Ryan had over 56 yards rushing. And that's one of the things now that I think you're going to see teams try to really take and hone in on is his athleticism because we saw him with the bootleg last week. You know if he gets in space, he's going to make make up some yards. It'll be interesting to see how the Saints try and contain this Titans offense this week. and. They do have some playmakers. You mentioned them off the top, and right now it's it's a group that's still playing fairly well, but we'll see how they adjust going on the road. They're definitely a different team when they're not playing in the former Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. Now it's the, what is it now? Is it Caesars? I think they're the Caesars. Uh, yeah, there's the they're Caesars. So definitely a different team away from home. Titans, another opportunity to add another notch in the win column, take advantage the rest of the AFC, some decent games this week that could help the Titans extend their lead even more so. And as we know, if we get that first round by, it could be it could work some wonders right now. Titans currently a three point favorite. Denard, you know how I feel whenever we're the favorite. I get a little ugh, hesitant. Yeah. No, I, I would yeah. much rather be the the underdog. But when you look at this game as we're we're heading into it, what are you predicting will happen? A sense of urgency. If the Titans come out and play the way they're capable of playing, that means when they come out and play in the first half, we always know what you're going to get out of this team. If they play their game, this game is over at halftime. It's going to be in the hands of Jeffrey Simmons once again, their ability to match up against this offensive line for the Saints. I give the edge to Tennessee's defensive line. Let's go on the other side. You have to account for their playmaker, number 94. So if you're our offense, our offensive line, you have to make sure that you account, just like in the Arizona game, they had a young man or a player by the name of Chandler Jones. And you have to, or just last week, we saw they had a player by the name of Aaron Donald. You accounted for him. So he was a a known factor in the game for the most part. So again, 94 is a difference maker. So you have to account for him at all times. He's one of the best defensive ends in the league if they can contain him or what I like to use is neutralize Cam if they can do that then I believe that they have a chance to really exploit this defense because their secondary is struggling I love Paul Snadebo both of us was raving about him how he would make a he would be a huge addition to this Tennessee Titans secondary but again he's a young player he's a rookie AJ isolate Try to isolate him and find Paulson Adebo, Marcus Lattimore, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He struggles when it comes to matching up against tight end play. We've seen Jeff Swain the last two weeks. Davey has basically stepped, elevated his game to a whole new level. I mean, Big Big Jeff is the one that's been starting the scoring drives off the last two weeks. So I see the tight end play with Jeff 
and Michael Pruitt been huge this week. And if you can get productions out of those tight ends, Debo, guess what? It opens up some room in that running game to get that running game flowing. I'm just anticipating the matchups. But again, this week, it's going to come down to neutralizing 94 and exposing their secondary. So I'm looking for a big game from AJ, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Julio Jones. Prediction? Prediction. Titans win this game. I'm going 31. I'm going 31 20. Titans okay, win. Okay, wow. That's a lot more confident than I'm feeling. I, I do not see a double digit win in. I'm not, I'm not feeling a double digit win in the air, Denard. I'll be honest. I. I am nervous about this one just because of, of how the Titans usually roll in these situations. We got through our hard stretch. Before I give my prediction, I did want to say you talked about the Titans and revamping the secondary. This was something that the coaching staff and Vrabel said. They thought that it was, or more so John Robinson said this, he didn't view the issues on the defense last year as a coaching-slash-scheme problem. He viewed it as a personnel problem. And based off the defensive changes that they made this offseason when you look at all the players that they decided to bring in through free agency who they drafted now I know that we haven't seen Caleb due to the injury outside of that limited action but I mean Molden stepped up Molden gave you the lead late in that indie game coaching staff and John Robinson were right it was not a it was not a coaching issue and so I I gotta say I I was a little concerned and and they're they were right so I will give them their due there when it comes to this game, I expect this one to be fairly low scoring. Both these two teams want to dominate, especially on the defensive side. I'm curious for the week two experiment without Derrick Henry, how the offense makes the adjustments from last week to this week. Will we see Adrian Peterson get lower in his runs? Will he be a little bit more explosive? Do him and Deontay Foreman have a better grasp of the playbook at this point? Are they able to do a little bit more with both those guys out there? And What's the injury situation look like on the offensive line? We still don't know if is Taylor Lewan not able to play. Again, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll have that conversation a little bit later on down the road. But you need these guys available. We don't have a whole lot to go to with the offensive line. And while the guys that you do have have been stepping up big, I mean, we went up against Aaron Donald and they played well, all things considered. Going to have to continue to elevate that performance as we talk about. I have this one being a close one, Denard. I'm not going to say that the Titans cover. I'm actually going to have it be a push. So I really just, I, I would I would advise people, I think this one's close. I think that line is right. I would I would not touch it. And the Titans, even though I usually view this as a trap game, they've been hot for me lately. Now that they're the favorite, what's going to happen? I'm going to have this one go. Tennessee, 24. New Orleans, 21. So we will see what happens there. But we're out of time for today. We'll be back next Monday recapping the Titans versus the Saints. Let's go out there and get a win. Keep things moving. Keep a hold of the number one spot in the AFC. And just make the haters continue to hate. They hate us because they ain't us. But here we go, Denard. On the way out, I want to ask you for a big Titan up. Let me just say it like this. Doom. Dum, da, 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 da. Titans, Titans. That's that old school. You don't know about it. 
tides. I don't even dun, know if I was in dun. grade school before that. You, was, you weren't even born. <laughs> that's that old school. I'll bring it old school back. And that's what we need to see, Sonny. Give us some old school because that's the way this team has been playing. Old school tied to dun, dun, there it is. Dun, All right. Dun, well, for Denard Walker, tie, I'm Davey Hudson. Dun, you have been dun, listening dun, to Believe in dun, Titans tie, on the tie. Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.